Ever singing, march we onward, victors in the midst of strife. Joyful music leads us onward in the triumph song of life. I have to say one thank you to the choir for putting up with my crazy this morning, but leading us marching onward with this joyful music in which we can celebrate and bring in to worship in this place. But we still find ourselves in Lent. We still find sticks as our elements of worship. We still find no greenery but, but old and dying and dead palm branches. And again, we wonder where is this joyful music coming from? What leads us in this time? You see, we hear this passage of scripture and it's the translation which is brought to us this morning and, and we know John three sixteen, right? I think everybody nowadays that walks into the doors of a church has some recollection of John three sixteen. You see it on billboards, you see it on signs, on banners, on, on things throughout the congregation. It's what we know, for God so loved the world, right? We put emphasis on the so as a unit of measure of how much God loved us, right? But did you notice in the scriptures before you in the bulletin, if you wanted to make note of that, at the very beginning, the part that was read for us and then we respond, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so also must the son of humankind be lifted up so that everyone putting their trust in him would have eternal life. Just as Moses was lifting up the serpent, well, well we think of serpent and our mind immediately goes to Adam and Eve, right? If we're thinking snakes, let's be honest, like that, that's who we think about. We think about Adam and Eve and, and the forbidden fruit and taking a bite and then passing it on to neighbor and sharing and all of a sudden their eyes were open and they were aware of their nakedness and they hid from God. That's our story of a serpent. But in the numbers, there's this passage after the Exodus where the people are still not in the promised land and, and they're seeking God and they're complaining and, and they're cursing and they're crying out to God and to Moses and, and God tells Moses to take the serpent and place it and hold it up above the others. Just yesterday, I went to the Wildlife Festival in Claxton, Georgia formerly known as the Rattlesnake Roundup, okay? I walk into this place and instantly I am on guard, right? I'm putting my trust in the people that think it's okay to have pet rattlesnakes. I've got issues with this, right? I mean, like, how many of us just, yeah, let's, let's yeah, preach, right? Amen. This is not normal. <laughs> It's not, right? I'm sorry if you have a pet snake. I, I, I'm apologizing, I'm, but I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> so I'm in this place and we're walking around and we're looking at the terrariums and we're looking at these different snakes and you can tell some are on lockdown for these poisonous, venomous snakes. 
Others have a piece of glass over the top, and I'm just going, all right, do we trust these people with all certainty that they put the right ones underneath the glass and the other ones locked up? Like, this is my fear. And so my girls have been trained well. They walk around like this, not touching a thing. But our cousins that are with us have not been trained. They're touching everything. And I'm like, dear God, get me out of this place safely and in the fullness of God. But Moses was taking that serpent and held it up because people in the time when they were bit by snakes, they would die. But in this passage in Numbers, he was told to have it and hold it up. And those that look upon the serpent might be saved. So when they look upon this snake lifted up, they might be saved. And then our scripture says, and in the same way, so must the son of humankind be lifted up before us. How do you view the cross of Christ? Several times we look and and, and ours, usually in the Protestant tradition, is, is a plain cross. But a lot of times in the Catholic tradition, a figure of the Christ is still upon the cross. In our life, in what we say and what we do, what are we doing when we look upon the cross that is being lifted up before us? The cross is, is, is really in the way today so that we have to put our eyes on it. We're in this season of Lent, this this journey where life is digging deep within. Where we are asking questions and we're asking you to respond with us in this journey and we're calling it rehab, rehabilitation, where we seek something within us to change, to be better. There are uh, multiple types of rehab, but but some of us in our mind, we go to, to alcoholism or to drug abuse, but there's even cardiac rehab where you have prescribed activities that you have to do to build your heart back. There's, there's this rehab where you take steps to get better and you come to this understanding where maybe you can say, I'm in recovery. You've taken steps along the way of life, along your journey, your spiritual journey today, that you find yourself here and you can look upon the cross that is being lifted before you like a serpent, like the sins before us, but that we might receive mercy, to look upon it and be saved. Our journey requires us to experience that recovery. 
Our faith in Christ is the reason that we can come in this Sunday and be led by joyful, joyful, we adore thee, because it's in that place where we've experienced recovery, where we've experienced what God is seeking to us, and we know that God loved us enough to send his son. And it's with that that we rejoice. But just like my fear of snakes kept me like this from experiencing the wildlife festival. And to be honest, just like my fear and my sin keeps me at a distance from the cross, I have to look within what God is teaching, what God is speaking to my life and be willing to receive. It's easy to come and sit. It's easy to come and stay out there and not be led to the place that brings us here. March we forward, victors in this life. This season of the year can bring about a lot of emotions. It can convict us. It can challenge us on every aspect of who we are. And that's where I want us to just be uncomfortable. I want us to look upon the cross and I want us to reflect and I want us to think about what we did to put Christ there. As I was preparing this week, I, I've, I've visually been putting crosses before me. I've been looking upon them, and, and by doing that, I've looked upon my sin. And even this morning, in the 30 minutes that it took me to get ready, and I walked by my child's clean room first thing this morning, and as I was walking back out completely unclean, there are many, many words going through my head that, that I know is a sin, but that gets it at the superficial level, right? Wanting to wring your kid's neck may be a sin, right? But that's the easy answer. Where's my heart and my devotion to God? What have I done this past week to seek the cross of Christ in my life? Where have I let things be unsaid? When I could have been a voice, when I could have been a presence, when I could have been the hands and feet of God, but I let it go because I was comfortable in my place. What sins keep us at a distance? What sins keep Christ on the cross? What sins within us keep us from recovery, from singing joyful, joyful? What sins hold you back from God? What are you experiencing today 
that wants to give you a path to recovery, a path to forgiveness. We can go through the seven deadly sins, lust and gluttony, and we can make a lot on that one. You know what's within. You know what is separating you from God. And I pray that God would show himself to you in such a way. Not that we can know that God loved you so much, because I think we translate that word wrong. The, the text for so probably would be best described as thusly. So we could take that scripture, that one John three sixteen, and we could say in the way that God loved you, in this way that God loved you, he sent his son into the world. Not to experience judgment, not to experience trial, but to know the love of God and the eternal life that he offers when our trust is in him. You have to trust in the rehab process. You have to trust others to get to recovery. You have to trust that the cross of Christ was made for you and for me, but it provides us with everything we could ever ask for. So put your eyes on the cross today. Put your eyes on the cross of Christ every day and ask yourself, what have I done to experience all that it offers? What am I doing in my faith to grow and be challenged? How are you looking upon the cross of Christ. You see, it's easy to sit in our seats, to keep our hands away, but just as the serpent was lifted up for those to look upon it and be saved, the cross is ever before us. For us to look upon it and be saved. Don't let your sins hold you back from the promise and the recovery that God offers. But open your heart and your life to receive. Will you join me as we pray? God, in this place, we look to you needing your presence evermore right now because our sins can be deceiving even to our own heart and mind. Lord, place us in that spot where we are uncomfortable, 
where we can know what holds us back from the recovery, but knowing that your forgiveness gives us the truest recovery in this life and the life that you offer. Guide our hearts now as we look upon you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.